Welcome to the True Spirituality with Ange podcast. I'm here to bring you a version of spirituality that will uplift you, inspire you, and make you feel good. Your belief system does not matter. Everyone is welcome. And along the way, I hope I will help you to build your own spiritual blueprint that will make you feel 100% good about yourself. This is what I have done for myself, thanks to my intuition. So come along for the ride and let's light up the world. You don't need to be religious or even to believe in God. This is an inclusive and diverse space. Let's do this. Hello, everyone. I'm super excited this week to have um, a guest. Uh, as you know, I have one guest per month, and that's the last week of the month on a Friday. And today's guest um, is particularly dear to me because we've been collaborating on several things. Um, I have helped her start a podcast. It's not out yet, but we might mention it. Um, and uh, we've been working together now for a whole year. So let me introduce you, Chantal van der Hagen. Did I pronounce it right? Yeah. A mind-body-spirit therapist. And before we do that, Chantal, um, do you uh, want to do an acknowledgement of country uh, and explain Actually, what it I is? Could do. Because, yes, in acknowledgement. Um, yes, you're in Australia. Yes. A lot of people don't yes. know what this means, and I do yes. want to educate my listeners so that they can maybe do the same thing wherever they are in the world. Uh, me being in England, I don't think I need to do an acknowledgement of country, uh, but you know, um, different countries have different requirements. So, uh, first, explain to us what it is, and then do it if if you can. Uh, I'm sorry to yes. put you on the spot because I didn't. No, that's okay. That's okay. We're on Wadjuk. Okay, I'll say we're on Wadjuk country, and uh, oh, you've just caught me. We we honour the past, present, and future elders, and we are you know. So I'm going to add to this because you can add your own thing. It's a privilege to be on their land, which they honour at being my land. So the heart is the land, and it's in my heart, their heart. So that's just in a brief what we can say. And what it is, it's coming about is because of um, the invasion of their country and what's happened to them. We're talking about this Australia actually here. Just, you know, sorry, someone in Australia, from Japan yes. could be listening. So we sorry, have to oh, sorry from yeah. Australia. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. I, you, uh, I've got some, anyhow, that, that's another. That's all right. Point. I think we might. <laughs> I, I caught you by surprise, myself. huh? You did, you did, you did. But I'm Australia. And it's really just honouring that we are on their land, their peoples, their rituals, their beliefs, who they are as people. It's actually bringing them back into the conversation. So, so these are my words. This is how I see it. And, mm -hmm. you know, I do call it a privilege being on their land because the more I understand them, the more I live here, the more I'm getting to know who they are. It's the most, it's the oldest um Oh, I've just gone blank in the world, Indigenous people in the world. When you stand on their land, when I've been up what we call northern of West Australia and you go into onto their land, which is really, you think it's only desert, it's this vast, vast, vast country, and you just go on there and you can feel the, their energy, their storylines. They call them storylines. They use nature to share their stories, to heal. So this is just in a nutshell. And... I initially felt as a white privileged woman that I 
shouldn't be feeling that way. Because when we went up north a few years ago, I had this most profound experience there. But I felt ashamed and embarrassed. But as I've been talking to some Aboriginal elders, like, no, don't feel that. It's an honour to us too. It belongs to you too. We're not separate. We are actually together. And that released me to go, no wonder I feel something powerful here. Even in our home, we live in uh, the hills of Perth and we live in sort of nature, quasi bushland. And it's been it's been the most ex amazing experience of just being here, but also for healing, which we'll talk about coming to talk about with the spirituality. Because they're very spiritual, but we just don't honour that in them. We just don't honour it. Yeah, and I'm sure a now. lot of parallels could be made with the Native Americans in the US I agree. and and several agree. other places. Yes. Uh, and you know, I've I've done um an episode on this podcast about cultural appropriation and whitewashing and all yes. that. And I'm I'm very passionate about changing their narrative. Um it's called How to Be a Better Person, episode 21, which was released mm. end of January. And I'm I'm passionate about changing the narrative and acknowledging um ancient spiritual traditions other than the the three main uh, abrahamic religions and and acknowledging uh, how much these religions have harmed other spiritual practices yes. um okay so <laughs> my first question <laughs> to you is do you consider yourself spiritual i do i do however it's been an interesting journey getting to this point of what spirituality actually means for me. And it was when I when I look back over my years, I've been working with Reiki energy for about 30 years. And I look back and I, I don't know if it was naive, we didn't also have um, technology, we didn't have social media, we didn't have connections in that way. So I just worked with energy because that's just how it rolled. My mother introduced it to me. I didn't realize I was actually being spiritual at the time. All I knew was that I was, I rejected religion, uh, particularly my father's Catholic religion. But I always knew, when I look back now, I've just got an idea. My father's just decided, late father, to pop in and go, he and I used to have these discussions because I just couldn't go to the church in the end. I said, once I'm 18, I'm out the door, I'm gone because of the violence at home. I didn't understand the church. I didn't understand how you could go to confession and still go home and be bashed up and all that. So for me, Christianity, um, or particularly Roman Catholic, my father's version of it, I had a resistance to it. But I always said to him, I believe in something higher than myself. I often said spirit, but I spirit, but I didn't realize that I was, you know, that that, that was a whole big concept. You know, and in some way I think he got it, but I never talked to him more about it because he died before I had an interest in finding out who was he, how did he really see religion, because he always talked about having faith. And I didn't get what that meant to have faith. I'm learning now, and through his spirit coming through to me, he died nearly 25 years ago. It's been an interesting journey of where he's taken me as well as my own journey through trauma, experiencing trauma again in my mid 40s what what would you say was a pivotal moment on your spiritual journey i think there was two things when i had the car accident when i was 46 i lost me but i didn't realize quite at the time that i lost 
spirituality, faith, believing in something and hiding myself. I was in such a state of disarray and confusion and pain. So that was one. Then what was the question again? I've just gone blank. What would you say was a pivotal moment on your spiritual journey? But that's almost a point where you left or you you were exactly so what i was suspended so what then happened was and i'm going to give a little bit of a story because i was suspended i did all the healing i thought then i decided to become spiritual and we'll go into that in more depth but the pivotal part of that was realizing that i lost a few years of trying to be spiritual because i gave myself over rather than really owning it again in my body and soul and heart. And that was a pivotal moment when I realized I'd use spirituality to remove myself from my pain. To Now I understand what bypass means. And I wanted to belong somewhere. I wanted to have this ethereal feeling like others were having. I had no idea that I had lost me again in that spiritual sense. And once I realized that that's what's happening, in fact, I was, in fact, it was this Aboriginal elder psychologist who turned around and said to me a while ago when we were talking about this, he told me to stop right now. And I was quite incensed because I didn't get what he meant. He said, you need to come back into your body. And I thought at the time, oh, what does he mean? I am in my body. So I thought. Then that was the pivotal thing that took me back into a whole different way of spirituality in fact took me back to where I had been through the Reiki but again with new learnings and new understanding of what it meant and how trauma had affected me but how trauma had brought me back negatively into that world but then now positively and it's interesting because you have um in your business you started off as a masseuse didn't you Um, that's right very much focused on the body that's and right. it's interesting, I know personally, um, and I've read about it a little bit, that the tra- because trauma is, is actually trapped in the body, when people mm-hmm. do massage on other people, usually it can bring up a lot of stuff that's unresolved. Yes. Um, I know I've burst out laughing just during a massage um, before. It's not unusual, is it? No. Laughing, crying. And in fact, you've got to, you, thank you for that reminder, because when I look back now again, because we didn't talk about it that much. I always remember saying to people, your body talks to me. Hmm. So, yeah, their body talked to me. And I'd get images, I'd get feelings, I'd get um, all sorts of different things. And then I'd, I'd work out through my Reiki master, how do I share this with them? So I tuned in. I have found a way of working that out. Because sometimes it was the most bizarrest things that I would read from their body but clearly on a subconscious level or somewhere from that level, it needed to come out. And so I would, I worked away. So I had a way of, was it mine or theirs? Particularly it was a deep emotion, particularly after my father died. So I'd ask myself three times, is it mine or theirs? If it was, if it was three times, it was theirs. Then I'd slowly at the end of the session as they were getting dressed, I would then decide, would you like to hear what I, what has come through? You know, and some people never came back because it was too much. Mm. You know, so it was that and that might have been because I misconstrued it or they didn't want to hear it or it was too much for them to hear. 
But yes, with the massage. And then I used aromatherapy oils as well and the Reiki. Oh, my goodness, Osh, when I think back, what a privilege and gift it was for people to allow me to see that part of them that that perhaps they hadn't shared with others, that they weren't aware of, yet could bring into their being. Yeah. And I particularly like what you're sharing because in a lot of spiritual practices and religious practices, the body is ignored and neglected right. as right. a vehicle for spirituality. And I believe that actually um, it's taking things the wrong way because we're spiritual beings having a, a human experience and our body is as important, if not more, than our soul in this moment because we're right. on earth. Uh, we'll have a moment when we leave our bodies to be purely spirit. And that's going to be so. But I think in the spiritual communities, they focus far too much on the spirit soul side of things. Um, and I still remember my Reiki master telling me that she wasn't interested in anything um, uh, energetically below my heart level or, or um and and I thought this is ridiculous because for me, I saw already that we were, I saw us as walking pyramids of Maslow, basically. And um, even though I don't use the word chakras because it, there's a cultural appropriation side to it that I don't want to perpetuate, we have energy centers that run through our bodies. And I haven't done an episode on that just yet. So I might have to explain to people a little bit, but we have energy centers all through our bodies, which are like mouths or uh, wheels that bring in energy um just like we breathe with our mouths. And uh, we have seven main ones that run from the top of our head to the uh, bottom of our spine. And and this for me, and, and they're um, organized mostly um, from top to bottom, from purple, violet to red at the bottom. So it looks like a rainbow. And so I like to, mm. and the pyramid of Maslow is a rainbow too. So it's really interesting yes. to see the parallels between psychology and energy. And, yes. and so basically my Reiki master said, I'm not interested in anything below uh, the heart level. And I thought, what a shame. She doesn't understand that spirituality needs to be grounded and brought all the yes. way down. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. And if you don't, as you say, you bypass. So you've mentioned the word bypassing, and I'd like you to expand on it a little bit for our audience who might not understand what, what this is all about. Yes it took me a while to understand it too so and I was really only after I'd come out of my spiritual um phase in that sense did I get it what I didn't realize was when I was going spiritual I'd felt that I'd done enough counseling after this accident with my complex PDST which was from childhood trauma so complex means you've had trauma upon trauma upon trauma and my car accident uh just brought it all together and I triggered into, well, re-triggered, we found out, into complex post-traumatic stress syndrome. And um, I thought, oh, no, I want to go back into this energy world and into spirituality. And I'd got caught up in um, seeing it on Facebook and all these things and all these beautiful ethereal women and looking angelic. And I thought, that's what I want to be like, <laughs> you know, because being in my pain body at the time was too hard. Being in my body was too difficult. There was too much physical pain and there was too much emotional pain. And I felt heavy and just... I wanted to be this light being, you know, that's what I was aspiring to. So what bypassing means was, and I didn't realize that 
you stay in not so much your head, but you stay up in the ether, up in the universe, however what you want to call it, higher power, and you ignore anything to do with your body. You know, you literally bypass it. And you also ignore emotions. So you don't feel anger. You know, everything's light and love. You know, all these things come in. So you can't feel like that. So I thought I was doing all this amazing healing, you know, being positive and look at me. My ego came in, which I I feel still ashamed to say, because I wanted to be like that. Look at me. I've bypassed and surpassed your humans beings i'm in this wonderful world of whatever this it is was. where people mention oh the four five six seven d dimensions things and they look down upon people who are not awakened and all that exactly. stuff and, and they think they're spiritual exactly. they think they're superior and i it makes me laugh because i did have a face a little bit like that um and when you say you're ashamed of your ego don't be because it's very human and it's completely normal and the, yes. the, what the thing that people don't realize is that by aspiring to be in that sort of spirituality you're actually caught in the ego but you can't see it which is a, a typical yes. trait of the ego it's a trickster it will yes. convince you that you are superior to other because you never get angry and i've actually that's exactly right yeah and i've mm. actually been more viciously attacked by those love and light people than by anybody else ever I literally yes. had someone psychically attack me and it was violent, absolutely violent yeah. because yes. there was no responsibility taken for their shadow. And I, I'm not too much into talking about the shadow, but I will at some point only to uh, highlight to people that we all have shadows. We all have parts of ourselves that are uh, that we're not as proud of. You know, maybe we're jealous, maybe we're uh, a little bit greedy. <laughs> we want all the cake. <laughs> That's exactly or, right. That's right. Whatever. And and it, if, if we shame it, which is what traditional, at least it's what Roman Catholics do, what you're doing if you shame it is that you'll start projecting it onto other people and that and will push you to try to think that you're superior to others. And so exactly. you'll constantly see it in others, but never in yourself. Exactly right. That's exactly right. Because again, you are taking your humanness out of context, out of reality. That's what you're doing. So that you get this sense of self importance. You know, that was at that point for me, because I didn't feel I belonged in the world. I didn't belong around people. I was really struggling being a human being. It somehow felt easier to be a spiritual being. And like you said, now I don't know if I ever said to anyone, oh, well, I'm more superior than, but I think I, I felt a little bit like I wanted to be like that. I wanted to be part of that. Oh, my God, when I think about it. And, you know, it's you're attaining heights, this ideal life that actually doesn't exist. It, it can't exist because it's po constantly positive. You're, over, you're overly optimistic all the time. You've got to rise above your emotions. Hang on. Emotions like, you know, there's anger, resentment, jealousy, pain, grief. Are we just meant to ignore all those? So, in fact, I look back now in those three or four years where I was caught up in this and going into the Akashic records and, you know, talking to my guides and like, relying on my guides because that, that will say, I'll go and sit in my records, I'll go and sit in a meditation and, you know, be all light and positive, you know, and it's just like it's not, it's fantasy, you know, you're not in your body. So now I see... I mean, I was often in my body with meditation, but now as this uh, Aboriginal psychologist told me, come back into your body, 
feel into your body, feel the pain. And then I realized I'd lost three or four years of my healing, so to speak, in, in you know, inverted commas, because I hadn't felt, I, I didn't want to, I, I wanted to avoid the pain. Mm-hmm. I wanted to avoid the shame, the depression I was still feeling after all this time. I'd had enough. Mm-hmm. I wanted some lightness. And, you know, I, I can't blame you because when you're in those pits of despair, you want to elevate yourself. You want to, you to exit, really. And it's not it's... uncommon for very sensitive people to actually really struggle to be human, to struggle to be part of a world that is still very coarse and, and very, you know, there's still a lot of violence. There's um, there's still uh, wars. There's still horrible things happening. There's still people who do horrible things to other people. Um and so it can it can be easy to want to escape and and live in this uh, what I call la la land. I know that's not very nice to say it this way, but it is. It's but but it's it's mm. it's mm. something that might appeal to all of us because at one point or another it has this seductive power of yes, yeah, living in another uh, sphere, you know, and you're you're put yourself aside from the rest of humanity. You know, you're not capable of doing these things, these horrible things that other people do. And I think that personally, I had that belief because my mother uh, very much thought she was better than anyone else. And even though mm. I resisted a lot her her way of thinking, it must have rubbed off on me. And I didn't think I was capable of certain things. And life showed me differently and humbled me in ways that I actually welcomed. Because I realized, no, 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 this is very important. I am as capable as the other person to be unfaithful, to even hurt someone physically. That's exactly Because right. you don't know until you've been in a certain position, and that's the whole, you know, being in someone's shoes for um, how far you would go if someone pushes you through abuse or through um, through trauma uh, to a certain extent, you know, it's easy to say I would never steal a loaf of bread to feed my kids if I was poor. Well, you haven't been poor to that level. So uh, look at it in, with different eyes. So I think right. one of the things that for me is most important in spirituality is to remove judgment of others and ourselves and to feel into that compassionate space where you don't know what it's like for the other person to know what they're going through. Um, and you're not going to judge how they make decisions because it's first, it's none of your business. And second, until you've been in that exact situation, you don't know. And if you, exactly. if you did and did better, it doesn't matter. It, you're not there. Yes. And you've exactly got to drop right. it. And I think exactly. And this is what, this is what it is. It's you, you no longer take personal responsibility for your actions and for who you are. And coming back to what you said, it's seductive. What I realized was not only is it seductive, it can become an addiction because you're forever looking for that feeling, for that high. So you keep searching, you keep going on, you keep following the leaders. So you lose yourself in it. You completely lose it. You don't understand that you are no longer you. You've handed over your, if you want to use the word power, your energy to someone else or something else. And therefore you can actually... As I said, you can actually, and um, what's the word I'm just finding, when you no longer take responsibility for your actions and who you are, you can hand it over, you can bypass it. I know someone, I read somewhere she uh, had been in her Kashik records and she was talking about um, 
I think a friend had upset her or something or had whatever. And she goes, I sat in my Kashik records and I came to a sense of peace because through that my guides gave me whatever and I was able to release, bless her and her ancestors. I mean, really? I mean, no disrespect, but I remember reading that going, well, hang on, did you, you know, where, where are you in this? Did you perhaps contribute to this friendship not being there? So, again, what I'm saying is it's it's it, that's the bypassing. That is not taking responsibility for your actions in something and how you are feeling. Hmm. I think that's very important. And then there's the other aspect is the toxic positivity. So do you want to tell yes. us a little bit about that as well? And oh I think we'll gosh, tie Joy. into your rebranding because we have a funny story to talk about that. But yeah, let's talk about <laughs> toxic positivity here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's right. This all ties in together because we used to say in the, you know, uh, I don't know if many cultures, we call it Pollyanna. Don't be a Pollyanna because there was a story written about this girl called Pollyanna and everything was always lovely and roses and positive. So, oh, don't do a Pollyanna on me or I'm going to be a Pollyanna. So this is coming back to you're constantly positive, right? Mm. So, again, that's another form of bypassing because, again, you're not taking into reality it's not that bad, um, why are you feeling like that or, you know, if someone dies, they're in a better place or, you know, I was in a depression like end of last year so and you know but yesterday you felt good today you're not you know all these things that are actually toxic to someone who's actually healing from something deep in fact what I found was that what it did for me was negated my feelings I went into shame there must be something terribly wrong with me that you know because yesterday I was feeling great and today I'm not well what happened overnight because that's that, that was my reality but when people say because they actually don't know so now I'm getting a little bit excited it often says more about them than you. But because you're in this place of complete and utter loss, confusion, you take it on, you personalize it because there must be something wrong with me. The fact is I'm feeling depressed again despite all my therapy. Despite all my therapy, I went into a big place of shame just recently. There's something wrong with me. So all I need is someone to say it wasn't that bad or why did you get upset about that? Why are you still crying? Someone said that to me two years after my father died. And I didn't understand grief like I do now. You're still crying. Two years after. That's ridiculous. People think that you should get over it in a couple of weeks. But yes. Exactly. No, absolutely. But I think there's, um, I understand why people want to lean towards positivity because we have such negativity uh, through the media. And I come from France where everybody complains like massively. <laughs> It's it's a national sport to complain about everything <laughs> and to even, you know, you know, all the, the marches strikes. in France and the strikes and everything. So, yeah, I can understand the, the, you know, the appeal of being more positive. But I went down that path myself where I was so positive all the time and I have a tendency to be an optimist. So I want to see the bright side of things. And I remember when I had my car accident, there was a part of me, maybe my higher self who could see the bigger picture, who could see the fact that, um, but it was actually for my highest good, that accident. And I was too tuned into her to be able to be there for the human me, the personality, the person who was in the body and who was going through hell. So just a small pause to mention something quite exciting that's happening right now. I have created a quiz and I was wondering if you'd like to take it. 
So in order to do that, um, I will be adding a link in the show notes to sign up for my newsletter, which means that you'll receive my newsing, some others, and um, then you'll make sure that you know what kind of content I put up because I'm also an author with um, the Taoist Online on Medium. So the quiz. Um, I work with a framework with my one-to-one client called the EPIC framework. And this framework enables you to um, establish the foundations of your success. Most people don't reach their full potential because these four um, pillars are not in place. And these pillars for me are energy, prosperity, intuition, and mindset. So if one of these pillars is not rock solid, uh, when you reach a certain level of success, you will be uh, probably sabotaging yourself. So this is what it can look like. Um, you know, you, you've just had a promotion or your business is doing really well. Your relationship is amazing. Um, you love your life, but then you get very sick. Perhaps because you don't have time to rest, you're constantly on the go, etc. So that's the energy pillar. The prosperity pillar surprises me often, but it can happen for people who are actually really um, successful. Um, their money is coming in beautifully, but then whenever they reach a level that goes above what they're comfortable with with money, and this can be an unconscious thing, a huge bill comes in or something breaks down. or And it almost seems like whenever they have this big big pot of money coming in, it's immediately used for something else. That's when your prosperity pillar needs working on. Um, intuition is more likely to be about, um, a little bit about the law of attraction as well. It's it's around uh, being able to make decisions in an easy to get in the flow of life and also um, to start understanding that it's not all down to you, that the universe actually co-creates with you. And the last one, mindset, uh, I'm not going to go too much into it because I don't want this interruption to be too long, but um, you can see how these four pillars are absolutely vital if you want to reach your next level of success without having to sacrifice your health, your relationships, or even your sanity. So um, make sure you sign up for my newsletter. You will receive um, the quiz as a PDF, and I'd love to know which of the four pillars needs more work for you. So feel free also to reach out. Uh, the best way to do that is on Facebook or LinkedIn. Uh, I'm Ange de Lumière on both, and I'd love to hear from you. So there's that there's that danger when you have a spiritual side to yourself that you are going to uh, belittle your human experience. Exactly right. And then it, and you belittle yourself anyhow, and then have someone else belittle you. You know, like my accident wasn't that bad. You know, I remember so the words of these... your your mum. Can you share them with that's us? Right. Oh, yes, that's right. Oh, it was so shocking. So shocking what you... your mum said to you. That's right. And that's when you helped me realise who my mother, what her tendencies were, was narcissism. I'm only just starting to talk about it more. She turned around and said to me when I was really at my height, you and your pathetic little car accident. And I yes, your then. car I had... was completely wrecked, right? That's right. Severe whiplash, complex PTSD, you and your pathetic little car accident. Because, again, she didn't know how to deal with it. Because of her personality, it no longer evolved around her. It meant that she'd have to show me some love, Compassion. care and that. 
mm. and compassion and she was incapable of doing that, absolutely incapable. Mm. You know, so it's sort of saying to people, um, that's the other thing that you just said earlier because I wasn't able to do that at the time was, oh, there's a blessing. You've got something to learn. There's a reason why. Oh, my God, I won't say the certain word. It's like I've actually said to people, don't tell me right at this moment I'm here to learn a lesson. I'm going through this. Yeah, and don't Let tell me, me about the through hidden it. blessings. I'm supposed to find them myself. And I exactly. know when my dad died, even though, you know, I – I believed in life after death, even though I trained as a medium, um, I was absolutely um, appalled that a friend of mine had the audacity to tell me he's in a better place and you should know better yes. than anyone else. And I'm yes. like, this is this lacks empathy so much. And who are you to tell me how I should feel about my dad's death? Exactly. Exactly. Mm. And sadly... And this person considered herself spiritual and sadly I see that in a lot of people who call themselves spiritual which is why I resist calling myself spiritual because I don't like that side of thing where they are bypassing and they are invalidating other people in, in exactly. their experience and their exactly pain. right exactly right and they claim they don't have pain I just know um I know someone at the moment and Oh, they're forever calm. They're forever happy, you know. I mean, they're very intellectual. And I'm sitting there going, but that's actually not real. That's become a badge of honour, you know. But, and you know, I, I where's... What I saw early on when I, I started meeting more spiritual people, because I could feel the energy, a lot of the clients who came to me as well, what I saw is that their whole energy was above them and not inside their body. And that can create actually some big health challenges when people Absolutely. are like that. It can happen because they've had a trauma and they popped out because it was too much to deal with. And people mm. might not understand that you can be um, energetically outside your body and look uh, perfectly normal. That's uh, exactly you, you're right. That's exactly right. You can talk, you can laugh, you can think, you can do everything, but your energy is mm. not fully embodied. Mm. And that is bound to have an impact on people at one point, whether it's through trauma or whether because they're they're seduced by this whole spiritual um exactly, you know, higher consciousness, whatever they, they're talking about. It is. And I do mm. believe it's a seduction. And I you're right there because when I look back, um those first few years, the car accident triggered me. I was so disconnected. I was actually detached. I had left my body because of the trauma. And it was too hard to be in my body. So there is that disassociation. I'd completely dissociated. I, Like you said, but I was functioning normally. Well, to, to the outer world it I looked, was, but I wasn't. Yeah, yeah it looked it's like functional it. Exactly freeze, right. I think. I think I've lived most of my That's life it. in functional freeze. And now that and people, understand more the, the, people understand more the, the nervous system, they might be That's right. uh, familiar with that expression, functional freeze. Yeah. It's not and a healthy fact, state to be in, is it? Of course it's not. How can it be? So two things with that. Then I realized when I went into seduced into spirituality, see, I was used to being disassociated, you know, so in a way I, it was familiar to be out of my body. And coming back to what you're saying about your body, it creates illnesses. What I realized was I wasn't hearing my body when it was telling me stop, pause, rest, you know, I would just keep going. I kept pushing myself. 
because I ignored my body oh my god my poor body I've you know I've given it so much love and care and compassion and asked for forgiveness over the last few years because I just pretended it was like I had no body and another thing that's just come up to me when I was realized now just had another aha moment I needed to work with a therapist years ago where because being in my body was painful from a childhood and I had had um, inappropriate feelings around my femininity, my sexuality and all those sort of things. I remember standing there and saying, sitting there saying to her, she said, I'm only in my head, so you can't see me here. I'm putting my hand here. And I wasn't in my body at all. So you see, it was familiar for me to leave my body. I've just had that aware moment. I will not be doing that again. Well, not wittingly anyhow. You know, and in a way, and I think we can circle back to the idea that people who've been traumatized are more prone to be seduced by cults yes. and, and yes. Uh, fake spirituality yes. because they're already dissociated, as you say. And so they're, yes. uh, they, they don't have and they're also disconnected from their own intuition. I actually exactly heard that um, on an interview on the diary of a CEO with Gabor Mate and um I've got so excited that someone like him could understand and voice it in such a clear way because, you know, this is something I've been rabbiting on for, for years. For, yes, yes. <laughs> As I teach, have, uh, you yes, know, intuition. Have. And and for mm. me, intuition comes through the body. So if we're disconnected from our bodies, then we are not able to make informed decisions or decisions that are going to be right for us. And it's all very easy to be alert by other people that we consider wiser than us or more knowledgeable. And we put everyone on a pedestal. I do that a lot. Exactly right. Um, And but then we are pulled away from our authenticity, aren't we? That's right, because they're the authority. You've just hit that. That's exactly right. And the other thing that I learned was, is he said that not only did, did I not discern, but the psychologist said to me, I'd even lost discrimination. I no longer knew yes or no. Is that right for me or not? So that's, in a way, in my opinion, how they prey on you too. They just mm. know how to get you in, how to hook you in, to create that seduction and that, oh, won't this be wonderful? I'll, I'll have a community to belong to. I'll be part of this fabulous energy of love and light. I'll leave all my pain and trauma behind. You know, my abusers not realizing you're going possibly back into, or they might take the word possibility out into another abusive space, but you don't get it because it's familiar. It's so familiar with you. Oh my God, I can't believe, Ange, that this conversation's, I'm having all my own aha moments. Anyone who's listening, you know, do share because this is just wow. Thank you. Mm. And the other uh, realization I had in the past month is that it is nice people who are most at risk of being preyed on. And it's very easy to spot a nice people, a nice person. So in a way, um, the the nicer we are, and and I don't like the word nice, but it's that people-pleasing tendency. The moment people can recognize that in us, they know that they can actually hook us in and pull us in and manipulate us and do all these things. Because sadly, most manipulators... Um, have a lot of knowledge of psychology, whether it's um, a, a conscious knowledge or intuitive knowledge. Agreed. Agreed. And you mm. see, in that comes back to, and we're going to start, you no longer hear yourself. Mm. And it's a way what I realized was I was kept being hurt and I kept hurting myself. Mm. 
thinking I was being so kind and embracing myself. I wasn't. I wasn't. So I came down to earth with a thud. It's like, oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, like, you learned my body tells me before my thought or my mind. My body tells me. Since I've, the last few years, I've really listened to my body more and trusted it. I hear, I trust. And to not only trust it, but now to act on or respond, yes or no, my life has changed dramatically. Can I say something here, Chantal, is that what I hear, and it's another realization I've had, is that it's not that we don't hear ourselves, it's that we discount what we hear and we don't act on it. We always hear the message, we always hear our wisdom, but because we've been told we're stupid or because it's internalized this, uh, you're so stupid, you're a failure, you're not good enough, this, that, all the things that we've been talking about, our voice is silenced by the expert, the yes, other people. Yes, and the yes. more we've been abused by our parents, authority, people, all the, the more it, this pattern can be repeated because we've been told we're yes. not good enough already. Yes. And I think also I agree with you, but when I, I look back, I didn't hear my body because I was disconnected. I was in so much pain and in mm. so much I didn't hear my body. So that I think there's both involved here. And when I did start coming out of it, you're absolutely right. I heard it but didn't trust it. Oh, no. You know, again, Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that that my body is actually my authority. My body is my wisdom. My body is my strength Mm -hmm. in conjunction with my heart. A lot of time people Mm -hmm. are at war with their bodies. Actually, most people are. That's right. Whether That's I'm right. still at war with my body, uh, I'm yep. trying to stop the war, but it's still so difficult because I was trained yep. by my grandmother and my mother who were completely at war with their bodies. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. And society, you know, we are, I'm an older woman now, and I'm happy to say that I'm 61. Don't, I'm, I'm not invisible. I've got a beautiful body, a beautiful mind, I've got wonderful graying hair. You know, why don't we celebrate this? But no, to that youth and that spirituality too doesn't accept us for who we are, you know. It, it, mm. It's just, it's it's wrapped up in so much, oh, what can we call it, BS. Mm. We'll say BS, yeah. <laughs> so um, you're, you've just recently rebranded your business. Um, could you tell us what your business is now called? um well why it's so important why it's so Mm -hmm. important and also a reaction you've had from someone about this new name and how revealing it is okay yeah let's let's go Mm. let's go down that path let's go down that path well in fact can I start the story with Walsh and I've been working together for a while and she's been helping me write my memoir and that's been a whole nother story and um, but it gave me so many ahas where I realized that I wasn't still able to talk about parts of my life, my childhood in particular. I and, and what it, I realized by writing it, I hadn't heard, hadn't been heard, or hadn't heard myself. Anyhow, so Ange's going out, she, she comes back with all these things. I go out jogging, oh, I've come back with this idea. I, I now think, oh my god, what's she going to come home with next time? <laughs> I've come up with this great idea, and this is how it all started. My new business now is gone from Unfold Your Freedom to Hurt Not Heard. And Arj and I talked about this and started a closed Facebook group first 
to we realized how many of us haven't felt safe to hear our stories how hurt we have been in life and not heard and that can be in our families in our partnerships in business in the world so it's it's on so many different levels then Ange comes back to me after yet another jog oh let's do a podcast you've got to be kidding me no way I was resisting a podcast. She said, let's do it together. I went, yes, I can do that. So this is how this has been evolving. And coming back to this hearing myself, what I now do is I don't just blindly accept Ange's um, ideas, even though I know she's, she's incredibly skilled with being in your energy, her own energy and up there. I now also listen to my body and it lands. And also trust Ange what she hears. It lands in my body. And when you said hurt, not heard, I had a visceral reaction. I went, oh, that's it. But at that point, I didn't realize I would actually shift my business. Hmm. And um, then I, I was getting overwhelmed and we had then a Facebook group and we're having this, that and the other and we're creating the freebies. And suddenly my whole body, I was like, oh, my God, this is too much. I woke up one morning. And my late father came to me and said to me, let go of unfold your freedom. You're now ready to start hurt, not heard. I was like, oh, okay, right. <laughs> Didn't quite expect that. I do need to hear it, but it made sense. So I decided to step back for a few weeks to really allow my body to take this in. So, again, this is a different way of being, listening I heard my late father, basically he told me, this is how he comes, he has a clear message, male voice, and there it is. You know, and I have a bit of a laugh because he said, there's no ifs, buts, ums, this is it. Okay, dad, I got it, I got it, you know, but I knew it was right because it landed where it was meant to land. So I said to, I get asked, Aunt, I needed a bit of a break to step back So we're going to do a three-day challenge and all sorts of different Can things. I, but yeah. I, can I just say one thing is that I, I really appreciated the fact that you say that you took it and made it your own because whatever mm. I, I do channel for my clients, I'm able to download books, entire titles, mm. you know, whatever, mm. sometimes three parts videos, but it has to feel right for you. That's right. And I have come across That's people right. where it didn't feel right because they were not ready or yes. they would have never felt ready. So it's very important this process and if people go to people who can channel or who can read energy that they understand that these people might get information for them but it still has to feel right for you before you embrace it so thank you for that Chantal uh, pleasure. I really, really point. appreciate yeah oh, it's a pleasure and I think you've just got me can go down that trajectory when I look back when I was in the trauma I handed that over so in the past I might have glibly uh, trusted you or I had trusted some other coaches. Not that they were right or wrong, but I handed over. As I said, I wasn't able to discriminate. So I would take on, oh, they're the expert. I must do my business that way. Oh, the expert, I must do that. So I was all over the place. Thank you. So it taken me a while to own. Yeah, because I didn't own what they said, what they suggest or what they advised to do. You'll be successful if you do this. Oh, my God, I went down that path. Then I wasn't successful. They didn't want to know anything about it. I felt a failure, so I went on to the next one. So thank you also. This is why we are doing this work and to, to not only to be heard by others but by ourselves. Yeah, this really resonated. And you will know 
when you feel finally connected, because there's body, mind, and spirit. So we're not ignoring spirituality. We're not ignoring your spirit. We're not ignoring these messages. But I realize they're coming from out, out of me rather than from above into me. They're coming out of me. They're in my body coming out. That's how I hear it. That's how I feel it. So I get I get a message, I get words, I get images, so I get all of it, or it's just a feeling. It's just a feeling of knowing. And that's hard to describe. So again, when you said that to me, it was just annoying. It was like, boom, there it was. I didn't, it was just, it, there it was. Now I know if it hadn't been right, I would have felt uncomfortable. I would have gone, mm -mm, you know, gone around in circles. I might have tried to make my, that's the other thing. I would have made myself fit into it. And then not enjoyed it. Hmm. And I think it's very important for our listeners that they understand that it doesn't matter if it's even God saying something to them. If it doesn't feel right to them, they have to honour their own wisdom at that point. They, it exactly. might evolve. Um, and, and I find... Very often in the, when I do Akashic Records reading, the problem is sometimes I get information that can only feel right to someone three, four years down the line. That's it. So That's it. I've actually calibrated things uh, that I wanted to be relevant to the person, like within the year at least, so that people yeah. are not too phased out. Because you, you can have a disconnect between your soul contract or whatever your higher self has decided for you before you come and your own perception on a human level now that you are in a body and that you've limited mm. yourself to a very specific experience, right? You and yes. I have chosen yes. to be female, white, European, uh, well, Christian for me, uh, especially Catholic, at least raised yeah. a Catholic, if not state Catholic. Uh, and all these things have had an impact, but limited our perception of the world through a lot of beliefs that we've espoused now these beliefs um come in the way of understanding the bigger picture in a way um so we need to understand that as well that sometimes if you are given information that is not right and this is um I hope you won't mind Chantal me uh, slipping this in because I did literally a study of psychics for over a, a five-year period. I went to as many psychics as I could to dissect the, the, the how they worked and everything else to understand do. how, yeah, that's a bit of the nerd in me. Um, and I've come to the realization as well that people can only give you the level of wisdom that they're at when they, when they do readings yes. as well. So yes. that needs to be factored in as well um so hurt not hurt that's your new business name you, it is my new business name um and i i well i think it, it's very powerful because it counteracts a bit that toxic positivity um because you you need to meet people where they're at and where they're at right now when they need to work with you is they are hurt and they don't feel hurt right good that's right that's exactly right and i think you know coming back to what you're saying like you also sometimes hear what you want to hear so there's that as well and like you said now if i get a message like you said i think that's a really important point if it doesn't feel right, it might be it doesn't feel right for now, but it might be a bit later. It might be not at all. Mm. But again, you know, we've got to see, we don't, we, I know I did for a long time, try to fit everything into that, what I wanted to hear and see. 
rather than seeing the bigger picture. That's right. And I think coming back to like you're saying, how many of us, there's a quote by um, Thoreau. He was a a French um, philosopher, and I don't remember all of it, but my partner quotes it a lot. How many people live in quiet desperation? Mm. You know, because we we are not taught how to share, how to um, express our feelings. We put on these facades. You know, we get on with like happy, you know, that happy clappy stuff. So I think this is really important. And how it came about was because through the memoir, there was story writing telling. So I've journaled many years, but I've, and that helped me find the words and to help me in the moment to sort things out. But the memoir took me right back to childhood. I heard the stories that popped into my mind. It, I was mind blown at the things that I remembered. And, and if I was you don't mind me sharing with you, Chantal, I think the biggest problem uh, that our listeners might 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 encounter is that they don't feel their story is important enough to that's be heard. It. That's it. Uh, that's because it. that's something you struggled with quite a lot at the start of writing yes. your memoir, isn't it? Yes. Like nobody's yes. going to be interested. Nobody cares. I'm not important enough. And we want to peel all these away and say, your story is always going to be important to you. Now, you can still change the narrative at some point. But if you don't start where you are and you don't own that story right now, you won't be able to actually shelve it. It stays with you and it almost defines you. So until you face it, you accept it, you voice it, and you give yourself that space to be heard by yourself. If you expect it from other people, that's not going to work. And Mm. I think that's what your challenge is going to help people with, isn't it? That three-day challenge. That three-day challenge. Yes. We're going to give it a date. It's coming out on the 18th of March. I'm glad you got it all written down. See, it I, is going to be yeah. a teacher mark because thank you for reminding me because it just shows you how far I've come because what was my turning point to writing the stories when you said do it for yourself and you recommended a book. I had a cup, you know, something I read as well. Write for yourself. And as soon as I did that, that was when it became, it just went blah, 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 blah and, I, and write it as a draft don't worry about anything else grammar anything just get it all down oh my god and I was like a bat in hell for six months I just wrote wrote I was up at one in the morning you know because you know it's suggested you find a time that you do at the same time every day I did it for three days it wasn't never going to happen because it happened whenever the thoughts came and literally the voice the the words jumbled in my head Paul my partner was going oh you got it up again yes sitting there furiously in front of the fire at two in the morning. Anyhow, so coming back to so why I'm saying that is because we're doing the three-day challenge, own your story, because what we want to look at is there's a, we all have a story somewhere deep within, so I want you to really think about this because we gloss over, no, I don't. There's a really somewhere deep within a story you'd like to share. You don't know how. It'll make you visible particularly if you're in your own business, you know, you hold yourself back. So the idea is that we want you, I'm going to take you through a guided visualisation. I want to take you um, into some fears. It's going to be three days, three mornings, a video each. And would you like to carry, would you like to sort of? 
So I, then I don't think that we need to focus so much on how it's going to be delivered. What I would really like point. to explain, no, I'm, I'm not invalidating you. I think that was a lovely thing to share. But what I'm trying to say here is that people need to understand how important it is to be seen and heard for themselves because it impacts everything in their lives exactly right. could, even if they don't have a business they could uh you know shy away from a promotion or they might not even go into a romantic relationship think they don't deserve to be happy all because and the reason why they're not sharing their story is because usually there's a, a cloak of shame around it Mm -hmm. And that cloak of shame means that they don't think anybody else has ever gone through that. They feel ashamed right. of what's happened. And that's why your masterclass, which is going to come that's a week after the challenge, is essential as well, which is, I can't remember what it's called, but it's about removing yes. the shame so you can shine. Yeah, That's Something exactly like right. That. It is about that. Yeah. And thank you for sort of pointing that out, the things. I think why I'm just sort of justifying here, but why I shared it was because I, when I hear three, five-day challenge, I panic because so many of them go for an hour, an hour and a half. I don't have no. the capacity True. as a trauma survivor to listen to that. So, And I go into detail, which is what Ange is helping me with, <laughs> to not always be in the detail because that's easier for me to explain than the other side. So that's just another little aha moment. And And for anyone who's listening, to not feel like I'm not feeling embarrassed here. Once upon a time I would have gone right down the rabbit hole of, oh, my God, I got it wrong. You know, so it's, no, and, it's, and you're right. We have people these... need to understand that it's going to be easy to do. There's going to be no pressure to finish by a certain yeah. time, even though it's yeah. only the three 10 minute videos. It's going to be in the community that it already exists called Hurt Not Heard on Facebook. So people That's can cool. find That's that already. Right. And I will be sharing the link to sign up for that the, the challenge in the show notes. Um, Thank you. Chantal, just because we're um, coming to the, the end of the hour, would you like to tell people where they can find you? Yes. Well, now I'm in, in transition. Um, the powers that be had other ideas and trying to change it on Facebook. I accidentally changed it without meaning to. So you can find me on Facebook. And at the moment, it's, well, it is called Hurt Not Heard with Chantal. We've, that's what we've done. I'm on Instagram. I've changed it there. And I have a Substack post that's just under my name i've kept that more person it's 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 a personal one chantal van der Hagen. so they're the three places and linkedin but LinkedIn. you also but I have a youtube channel right yes i have a youtube channel but that will have to remain unfold your freedom because you can't change the url and i've done it all around unfold your freedom so okay. yes i have that as well so you've got numerous places to get to know me Wonderful. So I'll link to all the places. Thank you Thank so you. much, Chantal, for sharing your beautiful story and your wisdom on the podcast. Thank you for everyone who's listened and we'll talk again next week. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to the episode of the True Spirituality with Ange podcast. I want you, before you go, if I could ask you to be kind enough to rate the podcast and write a review so that more people get to know about the podcast. Please also, if possible, share the episodes with people you think might be interested in listening to them, especially if you've liked them a lot. And um, understand that I'm also available to come and do um, expert talks um, to your communities, your memberships on either intuition in business, spirituality in business, mindset, um, energy, prosperity and intuition. Thank you so much for listening.